Hello, horror fans. It's me, Cassandra, and Zane, and Kylie, and Mary, and we are your Ghoul Gang, the Horrorcraft Podcast. And today we are continuing Isolation Month, um, which we are focusing on one of my favorite franchises, um, the Alien movies. We are focusing on the first two. Um, if you have not seen the Alien or Alien or Aliens, Alien is currently streaming on Hulu, and Aliens is currently streaming on HBO Max. Um, I would highly encourage watching them before listening to this episode. Um, I would highly encourage watching most of the series, which, if I am not mistaken, the rest of the series except for Aliens is on Hulu. So Alien Three, Alien Resurrection, Alien versus Predator, and Alien vs. Predator. Requiem. So um, definitely check them out. Uh, fits in perfectly with isolation. Kylie uh, and Zane and I kind of understand that as recently going through a really interesting week in Ohio with snow and everything. Um, so if you have not watched the movies, you're not in the frame of isolation, stop, hit the pause button, go watch the movies and come back to us. If not, gear up. Get your space gun, stay away from the acid blood aliens, and load up your spaceship, and let's get this show started. So let's cue the music. (laughs) Okay, so we are back after our initial music, and we are deep diving as part of Isolation Month, into Alien and Aliens. We'll start off with Alien first, but before we even get into each individual movie, I kind of want to open the floor to you guys. Um, Was this your first time watching the Alien Alien movies, or is this a rewatch for you guys? Um, Whoever wants to start, go ahead. Uh, This was a rewatch. Me and my dad were... Loved all. We watched all the Alien movies, all the Predator movies. That was our jam. So this was, it was nice because my father passed away in uh, 2012. So it was really nice to kind of revisit good memories. So I know it seems odd. (laughs) Good memories from Alien and Aliens, but yeah. No, Mary, I had the same thing. Like I, I could not remember the movies at all but i remember my dad loved them and i remember like watching them with them but i don't remember the movies but watching them you know because my dad passed away too uh seven years ago um it was nice it brought back memories and like oh i see why he really liked these movies and the predator ones as well yeah Yeah, what about you zane this was my first time watching them so yay (laughs) But I liked him. I I really did. Um, I love Sigourney Weaver and everything she's in. So I knew I was going to like him. It's just, yeah. Yeah, this is this for me is kind of a snapshot of my childhood. These are comfort movies for me, especially Aliens. I feel like Aliens was on like the Sci-Fi Channel or TNT, TBS a lot or AMC. And I would have this on a lot. And I feel like it was in the background of a lot of different moments in my life. Um, I also had the pleasure 
of getting to go on the great movie ride in universe and uh, that universal uh disney when they had the um like the mgm studios park that they've now i think turned into halloween studios and they got rid of that great movie ride but part of the great movie ride they did have a portion that was uh seen from aliens and you would actually go through what looked like part of one of the ships and Ripley would be like, they had like a mannequin or whatever that was Ripley on the side. And they had the alien that would come down on you as you are riding through. And I loved it. I loved My it. Because I love. <laughs> and the other part about it too is I, I could be just like, I think there was another alien that like came towards at the other side as well. Um, I loved it, but I will tell you, I said this multiple times and I did confirm this with my mother the other night when I saw her, but my mom, I got her to go on the ride and the alien came down right on my mom and sister, like right above. And my mom is not a horror fan. She barely can stand Kung Fu Panda. Like Kung Fu Panda is violent to her. She watched it for us, but she was like, this is a violent cartoon. So this coming from the woman that isn't really and having an alien come down, I, I never lived down getting her on that ride. Like it was, it was too much for her. I loved it though. They could have made a whole ride about aliens. And I think I would have just been happy. It probably would have made me piss my pants a little the first time going through, like having aliens pop out at you and stuff. But I probably <laughs> would have been so geeked out seeing like the rest of the ship. So it makes me sad that we never got like a full experience with that. But I always just think of that moment and like being able to actually go through like part of the alien ship and see like an actual alien come down on you and stuff like that to me is always a memory I hold dear, but I just love it. I think these are movies that are, we talk about comfort movies and horror movies that are just kind of close to your heart. I think this is a experience that a lot of people share with their family. I remember watching this with my dad um, and we're not very close, but I, I like remember watching this with my grandfather, my great grandfather. So I think it's just one of those movies that you kind of, um, it just stays with you. And Alien is a great movie. However, a lot of people can argue the second one is better. And there are very few horror movies that up the ante in the second one where the second one is better than the first one alien and aliens those are the movies that i think do that where alien kind of starts out at a template and gives you the whole story and then aliens they just revved it up and they really kind of fleshed it out in a way that a lot of people i think didn't expect and it is a better movie than alien however alien is a great movie but aliens, you know, we get to see a lot more. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. But yes, if you have not seen Alien, Alien is currently streaming on Hulu. It is from 1979. Does that kind of blow your mind that the original Alien is from 1979? Yeah. I mean, so, it's pretty iconic. Go ahead. Um, what I fact check so i was looking up because i know that evil dead and evil dead 2 they like mm -hmm. amped it up with evil dead 2 and that's because they had a bigger budget because everybody loved evil dead like mm -hmm. uh, i looked it up alien budget was 11 million 
Alien's budget was eighteen point five million. So that's why it's a better movie. So that's what yeah. I was curious about. I would I think I, I would kind of argue that just because they had a little bit bigger budget doesn't mean it made it a better movie. Maybe it can maybe they had a, a little bit more effects. Mm-hmm. I think that so they could my, play with, but yeah, I, I mean I do see where that kind of upped the ante for it, but honestly, I think more or less the reason why Aliens kind of comes out being a better movie, Aliens has a better script in certain ways because yes. the first movie deals with the creature and being isolated with it and that whole entire it kind of introducing it. It's By, like a the, it's storytelling kind of like storytelling. Um yeah, and, while Aliens is like way better than the first one, but there has to there had to be Alien before Aliens because otherwise you're just starting a, a you you don't know what's going on. Right. You're yeah, kind of lost. In, in Alien, there was only one alien. If I remember correctly, the one alien yeah. that comes out only, of his chest. Only one of them. Uh, yeah. One of the right. face huggers. Did in you know that he only got like four minutes, like four some minutes, fact check me, Mary, uh, screen time? Yes. The actual, yeah. The, yeah. I read that. Yeah, uh, we'll get into that too, because there was a lot that happened with that, that the director was very smart with the original one. But Aliens, the reason why I think it does is because you're taking what basically kind of what Kylie said, what happened in the first movie, and you're showing it on a bigger scale. So you're you, everything that we kind of thought could happen in the first movie, where Ripley thinks, okay, this alien's going to get loose. It's going to create havoc. It's going to kill a lot of people. The second movie proves that. The second movie takes a shit ton of people ends up killing a ton of people and showing how many of these things can happen. It really shows the global scale. I think the other thing that they did really smart about this is they showed the more governmental side of kind of what happened in the first one where they were working for, you know, the government as ship haulers and stuff like that. Now you're seeing more of the military side. That really gave me a ghost ship vibe. Yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And so and that it is. And the second one, the second one is more is more of a basically they kind of go from okay, hey, this is happening to uh it happened and now we have to go in and deal with the remnants of why it happened and move forward with that like how do we make this happen um Um, i have a fact check moment because i looked this up too as we were discussing it the uh, roger ebert said that aliens was better than alien because alien you didn't know what you were dealing with yet aliens you know what you're dealing with and you're scared because you haven't seen its full potential exactly and i thought that was a great um explanation of it I think exactly. yeah. I think that aliens did a great job building on people's fear and kind of 
exceeded expectations that were set on the movie because it's kind of I think that's another reason why it was good because it didn't flop on yeah, expectations and a lot yeah. more action too mm -hmm. yeah you kind of so you, they we never see in the first film the queen how you, how the queen the face huggers we never really you see glimpses of the alien we see it up close but we never really see it in a full capacity because the fact that the budget was anteed, but also the storytelling behind it and how they did kind of have that ghost ship vibe where it's this abandoned ship. There's only really one person left, which is Newt. And there are tons of these things crawling all over the place. It is definitely upping the ante and it is showing us everything that we feared from the first one. So everything that kind of was internalized in our feelings like, oh shit, this is this is big in the first one. It's a reality in the second one because everything that you see, like from the moment that they go in and they find all the colony people and in that chamber with the face huggers and everything, that is a moment of, okay, that's what happened in the first one. That's what he, because we never really fully see what um, the guy who gets affected, the, I'm going to you can fact check me on his name in a minute, but we never fully see what he sees in that moment with the face hugger and stuff. Like we kind of get glimpses of it, but we don't get that moment like we do in the second one where you see it unfold and go forth. Kane, right. Kane, yeah. So I think that's why it is. Um, so let's, I'm just going to briefly summarize uh, Alien. This comes from IMDb. I don't, necessarily like a lot of imdb um summaries but i think this is a great one so uh give me a second and we will get into it okay so like i said um before we took our quick brief moments i'm going to read the summary of alien from IMDb, I will list this down below, but the, they say the storyline is in the distant future, the crew of the commercial spaceship Nostromo is on its way home when the crew picks up a distress call from a distant moon. The crew is under obligation to investigate and the spaceship descends on the small planetoid afterward. After a rough landing, the three crew members leave the spaceship to explore the area on the planetoid. At the same time, as the crew discovers a high colony of some unknown creature, the ship's computer deciphers the message to be a warning, not a distress call. When one of the eggs is disturbed, the crew realizes that this is not alone on the spaceship. That the crew realizes that it is not alone on the spaceship and it must deal with the consequences. ADHD uh, reading people. So sorry about that. But, um, I think the main thing that we need to talk about is when we first meet Ripley, Ripley is kind of introduced as not a likable character. She is very, they, I think we gravitate towards her, but they kind of introduce her as this very straight laced character. That's, you know, very straightforward. And this is protocol. This is what she's doing. And this is how we're going by things. And they kind of set it up that she's this kind of hard ass character and that you don't, that you're not going to like her, but you kind of see throughout this movie 
why she is that way. Like, um, you know, she's the one that when Kane gets infected by the facehugger, she's like, no, we need to quarantine him. And in reality, like in that moment, you're like, yeah, let him in, let him in. But then you're afterward, you're like, no, she was fucking right. That thing should have just, they should have stayed in the airlock so that way they could have blasted it. Like, we wouldn't have all these movies if they had just listened to her. Can I read a note that I took? Because <laughs> what sure. I do is when I when I watch it again, I take notes. Yes. And they usually are <laughs> Mary talk. So I put, I'm not touching random eggs. And there's a creature on his face. He is not coming in. I'm like, I'd be like, sorry, bruh. <laughs> and I put, it's like they forgot that there was a warning from the other ship. Like, yeah. no wonder she has to be like, like this because she's on a ship with idiots. <laughs> with the egg. I don't even think he really touched it. I think he shone a light through it to see what was in it. But I think, yeah, he, never... I think he got clo- oh, true, I yeah. think he got too close. I think that's because I think still too much. With the egg, <laughs> I think he had to be a certain distance away from it in order for it to open. I guess it's like motion censored or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But yeah, either way, I, it's on the no. <laughs> yeah, my ass is staying on the ship, and if it comes back with the face hugger, yeah, bye bye. No, we're leaving I, you. No, 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 nope. I think this There's movie no. is also a great example of when, like, first of all, toxic workplace relationships because a lot of these crew members really do not give a fuck for Ridley. They don't like the fact that she is straightforward. They don't like the fact that she maybe comes off rough and she's not this like sunshine and roses person. It just is what it is. And they do not respect her for it. I think it's kind of a definitely one of those films that are ahead of its time where it definitely shows like a woman in power and how that can come like, you know, I think they think, okay, a woman should not be in the position that she's in. Like, she should not be this engineer. She should not have this power. And you see a lot of that with some of the male crew members. Um, So I don't know if you guys know this fact or not. This is a fact that um, I think is one of the craziest. Um, But when they filmed the scene, the chest burster scene, when it comes out, they did not tell anybody in that room except for the guy that played Kane what was happening. That whole entire scene as it's filmed and is in, it, in its entirety, that take is them finding out for the first time that that's what's happening. The whole film crew, at, like nobody, uh, the actors, didn't, they didn't know that that was coming out of his chest. So that's brilliant. Because you got an authentic room, reaction. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that could have so gone really two gone. ways. Thankfully, it went <laughs> it went the right way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could have like flipped out, but no, nobody mm-hmm. knew that that was like happening. So it was a very authentic. Um, they said that it wasn't filmed in one take. That it is a, it's a myth that they say it's filmed in one take. It was filmed twice, so it didn't actually go through his chest the first time. Oh. Um. So it failed to make it the attempt out. So they actually like went in like and added this the other scene where it actually comes out of his chest and goes from there. So 
much. Okay, so we are back. So yeah, so it did not, um, it was not a full take um, like people have thought. Um, it was a scene though where they did not know what was going on, but that did happen at different points in the script. Like Veronica, Cart Veronica Cartwright's character, she did not know that she was going to be sprayed with blood. So her reaction was genuine. Um, with that, not so happy. They, yeah, they. Uh, her reactions in anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So, but I mean, this. We also have to remember that this is one of the first films that Ridley Scott cut his teeth on. Um. So I mean, this is. And Kylie was referencing before the Xenomorph only has four minutes of screen time where versus in Aliens, as we're going to discuss, um, the Xenomorph has a ton Almost of screen time. All of it. <laughs> yeah. And that's only it. You want to know what's funny, though? The blue laser lights that were used in the Aliens egg chamber, um, that was borrowed from the band The Who. The band was testing out lasers for their stage show in a sound stage that was uh, next door. So they borrowed the lasers to make that. Um, again, this was a film that didn't, I mean, we think, oh, that's a lot of money. But when you're making like a space epic type of movie, um, that budget, you know, I think you said, Mary, it was what, $8 million? $1 million for Alien, eight. 18.5 for aliens okay so 1 million for a space odyssey type movie with a alien creature and they did it smart they did they spent it where they knew they would need the money yeah did you know they use condoms for the yes. xenomorph jaw yeah i thought that was really cool yeah yeah i a lot of people don't think about the fact that like every day Items, household items get used yeah. for that um so it's just very interesting so um as we segue into it from alien to aliens um as we continue our isolation month if you are feeling a little bit of brain fog as part of your isolation i know i am um i feel like kylie said it right before we got on here it's like 30 days a night out here right now. I mean, we still have not, I mean, I, I'm being genuinely serious. I've asked this a couple times. Um, I do need somebody to check in from you to big Alaska. Because uh, I am yeah. genuinely concerned, especially after being in our own period of isolation with the weather and it being too cold to go outside. Um, so drop us the line. But for those of us who are currently going through the snow apocalypse or are not like Mary right now, um, out in California, if you are experiencing some brain fog, our friends at Magic Mind with my little, it looks like I have nothing, but this is the Magic Mind. Um, it will definitely help you out. As I talked about in our previous episode, um, I have not really been able to drink a lot of coffee in the last year or two um, because of the acidity level with it. Um, but taking this little shot in conjunction with coffee has helped me be able to enjoy coffee again. Um, it is 
a little sweet. It's not a ton sweet. You're not going to be drinking a pure uh, shot of sugar with this um, like you do with some others. I know uh, somebody around me recently had a five-hour energy shot and I smelled it and it was not pleasant. It's not. Um, it smelled rancid. like... Yeah, it smelled like complete... It, it, I don't know what it smelled like. It smelled like sugar. Alien acid. Something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If you if you want to get powered up to take on the aliens, go ahead and take advantage of Magic Mind. Magic Mind is just a little natural shot that's got some matcha. It's got a ton of really wonderful things in it that aren't really going to fuck you up. Um, like, say, some other energy shots or energy drinks. Um, they are running a really good special that uh, we I was not aware of last time that we talked about them. Um, if you go to their website, which we have a unique link for the website, um, you follow our unique link. If you subscribe for three months, you get a month free. And you can also stack our code, which is Craft 20 for 20% off on top of that. So you get a really good deal on um, four months worth of Magic Mind. And it keeps you up and going. So whether you're stuck in the snow like this or you're out there in hell like mary's background currently um you'll be able to be powered through it so um check it out again magic mind and use our code horrorcraft 20 to help power through your brain fog and fight those goddamn xenomorphs so um thank you to magic mind for uh loving our podcast and as always partnering with us um, so let's get into really where the xenomorphs fuck things up, which is aliens. Um, so are we all in agreement that, um, aliens is better than alien? Yes, absolutely. No argument. No yeah. argument. So the one thing I love about aliens and alien though is give respect on not only Sigourney Weaver's name or trying to keep this thing away from people, but also too, when she said no man left behind, she sure as shit made sure that her cat came out with her. I she know. was like, she was like, Dude. no aliens are not going to get my Jonesy. It's not happening. Nope. And when she decides, hey, I'm going to go into space again to fight these things, I'm not taking the cat with me this time. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. He, already, he went through too much. I'm going to be a good cat mom. So uh, hashtag great cat mom in yes. that moment. I didn't really so, realize this shit. until I did the rewatch. You know, that's not something I picked up on when I was younger. I was just like, yay, the cat, you know, because... Yeah. That's why the first is like, why do why is there a cat? I know. And like this this alien's going to get Jonesy. Like I know it's, it's gonna happen. I was more it's room for the cat to survive than any of the other people. And you know what's funny? Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> so for those of you who've listened to the podcast before, you know that we have Baby, who's like our original mascot for the podcast by cat. Um, I will put a picture of him up on 
uh, Instagram, our Instagram showing you guys. But Baby does watch some horror movies. Um, Baby's previous owner used to watch TV shows with him. And Baby will, like, actually watch the screen and stuff. So Baby has watched different films with me. One of his favorite is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, especially the new one. I don't know what it was, but him and Leatherface, they're BFFs. They jived. Um, yeah, they vibed. But Baby was very much like... I'm personally invested in these two movies because of this cat. Like every time Jonesy was on film, baby was like, I need to make, I think he was like telepathically. Like I need to make sure that these, this cat makes it out. Okay. Like my bro in space cannot go. So um, baby sat there Great. and watched the whole thing. I mean, it really, truly he did. <laughs> and I will have to put it on again and take a picture, but he truly like sat there at the TV, like, I am waited with bated breath to see what happens. Like this, this cat has to survive. Um, so, but I mean, like normally in these type of movies, cats, you know, different kinds of animals, they're not going to make it versus the human beings. So thankfully, no. Jonesy makes it. Jo Jonesy stays on the spaceship in the second one. He gets rehomed like he should, goes on and lives a good life. And stays away from the rest of the alien foolishness. So, um, dude, like, how did he even survive the uh, oh, the cryogenics? Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm wondering, but yeah. So, now that that has been established that cats can do that, I will be once cryo freezing can happen, I will be freezing with my cats. My cats will make it, so I will. I will freeze my cats for 70 years to make sure that my cats stay in the best health possible. Um, because that was my thing too, is like, how would he serve? But apparently the technology was just, it's, it's in there in this, these movies. So, you know, when it happens in real life, it just makes sense. Don't question yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. We're not questioning it. The cat makes, <laughs> that's all we need to know. So for those of you who have a trigger about animal cruelty, don't worry jonesy makes it if you want to yeah. check and see other triggers that might pop up in alien or aliens go to does the dog die.com um to check out but for those of you who cannot stand the animal being hurt jonesy is fine he He's he fine. makes it out of space he he finds a new home so um but aliens is definitely the definition of fuck around and find out like poor Sigourney Weaver's character Ripley she makes it out of this horrific experience finds out that she has been in space for 70 some years her daughter is dead um and has to deal with all this and all of these corporate honchos are just like there's no way this could happen and we think that you probably had something to do with it it's just a really fucked up situation we're gonna blame you for it and then <laughs> yeah and then has the audacity when shit goes crazy to be like oh hey yeah by the way can you come help us take care of this like I love how the audacity yeah the audacity and it, like when he goes and like rings her doorbell and starts talking and she closes the door again I was like period like I, I would have he, he, he got he made it out better than what I would I would have just closed his the door right on his face like like chop you stand stand a little closer okay close the door <laughs> so 
to basically summarize the movie up, um, Ripley comes out of her hyperspace. Um, she tries to warn them about the aliens. They do not listen. Um, the colony that is on the uh, planet that they originally went to, um, things happen to them. And they then have the audacity to ask Ripley to go and help. So she decides um, to go back. Um, she goes with the colonial Marines who are like these big group of like badass soldiers, um, which really stand no chance against the aliens, honestly. Like they learn that real fast. Um, but and they, she's braver. <laughs> yeah. So they make it there. Um, a lot of calamity ensues. Like they get into a chamber with the face huggers and, um, the captain doesn't realize that like they're in a, basically like a big nuclear reactor and is like, yeah, we're going to use firepower. Uh, no, like <laughs> it's going to burn everyone alive. And so like a whole situation ensues only part of the colonial Marines make it out alive. There is only one little girl that it survived the whole entire colony. This newt, she is a crafty little girl. She survives she all the aliens. And um, they kind of have to try to make it uh, find their way out. And a lot, I mean, we get to see a lot more of the aliens. Um, there is a face-off between Ripley and the Queen Alien, which results in probably one of the greatest taglines of all time, which is, get away from her, you bitch. Um, and really goes into full protection mode. But um, this movie has it all. It's action, it's gore, it's science fiction, we got drama. I mean, it's all over the place. If you guys could pick a favorite part of this movie, what would it be? When they first meet Newt. Yeah. When you see the queen. Talk Ooh. about Gary, and she rips herself out of that like like you know there there's like a stack that's tethered to her body to pump these things with the face huggers in it so when she tears her body off of that and comes running after i don't think she had a choice her choice was either continue to lay eggs or kill the person that's killing off her children yeah she was she was, so she, was with she was a woman yeah. on a mission. Yeah. yeah, what about you, Kylie? Oh my probably when uh Newt started calling Ripley mommy. Oh that was so cute. Oh yeah, because so like, I mean, you know, her yeah, her daughter died, you know, like like all this bad she stuff missed, happened. She, she missed all of the milestones with her child. But now she, she died. Kinda, now she has like a second chance to be yeah. the mom she wishes she was. And yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah, so cause, hard. Because originally, originally in the first movie, she was only supposed to be gone like a year or two. Like, I think a part of it was she promised her daughter to be back by a certain birthday. And then obviously you know that happened um my favorite part is probably i have two the first one is when um 
the colonel is like trying when all the stuff goes down in the chamber and everybody's getting attacked and stuff the colonel kind of freezes up and ripley's like fuck this i'm going to take charge and he like tries to come like stop her and ends up like and she just like fully takes control she's like fuck this shit i am not letting this happen anymore i am at least getting these people the fuck out um and the one thing that I didn't care for was when they found out that the corporate guy that was supposed to be on Team Ripley was actually for bio-military engineering or something. He was yeah. part for... Yeah, no, he yeah, was part for no good reason. I mean, it's not the best, but it does set up a precedent for the series. And I think it does kind of beg a question because let's face it, if if different government agencies found out that there was a, a thing capable of being a weapon that could be used in a certain way, we've how many times have we seen that in different themes or in real life to begin with, um, with different situations. So I do think, and I think that was smart because we do think the whole time that he is on Ripley's side when he is the one that sends the colonist over to find that after Ripley tells him everything, he is the whole reason why all those colonists die. Um, I mean, eventually they probably would have discovered that and it would have turned, but he was the reason why that happened, why Newt's parents died. And his whole idea is in order to save them, like from you know, in order to be able to do these experiments and stuff, I'm going to get the face huggers to put the aliens in Newt Ripley, bring them back so they could be studied and dissected and put apart. So I'm going to go think- off on a, on a tangent. Go I ahead. think like the what, you know, this element, like the military and the government, right? Yeah. And aliens. And it's really funny I found it, you know, the time era, okay, when the movie was made and how the military kind of was, there was the same dynamics in the movies. Um, I thought it was really interesting to see, which was funny because my dad was a Marine. Um, but I, it shows how the government will, you know, screw over our soldiers for the greater good. Yeah, I think I think this is something that this is a big theme in definitely in the alien movies is uh in a lot of horror movies that's what kind of makes the genre of these this idea yeah. of what makes a bad person bad and what makes a good person good and what turns a good person bad and a bad person into a better person. Like what tips the scales either way? And so you see that with Burke. He's trying to present himself as this nice guy and he is not. And you kind of, when you first meet the colonial Marines, you kind of think, oh, these are some rough guys. Like they just want to, you know, it just seems like they have no real substance, but they end up really kind of being the backbone to this whole thing. And I mean, um, I love them. The colonial Marines are my favorite. Like, (laughs) They have so many different lines, like assholes and elbows, um, different, yeah, just different lines that they do. Plus, 
Um, when this movie came out, they had a video game that was Aliens, that was the Colonial Marines, and you could play that. They re came out with that, um, like 2011, 2012, I think for like PlayStation 3, then PlayStation 4. Um, but actually getting to play Aliens as a game, I could tell you will make you shit your pants. Like actually being in control of like having to have aliens come at you and stuff. It's no. anxiety inducing. I'm, I'm it, sure. It's very anxiety <laughs> inducing. I can watch somebody else play it, but I've tried. I've played it a couple times, and I die every time. Man, I die every time. But if you if you want to check out that experience, do. Do you guys have a favorite character from this movie, other than Ripley? Mine is Sarge. Because he he reminds me of my dad. Yeah, I really enjoyed. That's a big thing I enjoyed about this movie. So, I am really happy she made it out. I love the queen. I think she is the epitome of badass. Like, you're messing with my kids. Okay, let's go. And and then when she even gets on the ship. Like mm -hmm. they think they got rid of her, and then she's on the ship. I'm just like, mm hmm, mm hmm, slay. <laughs> um, so I really like Vasquez. Um, I think she's a good character. I think she's just she's very truly who she is, and she is just hard as fucking nails, and she feels how she feels. Um, Bishop has to be my favorite though because. You do kind of get worried about Bishop being the android because of what happened in the first movie where um Oh my god. In the first Ash. movie malfunction Ash he malfunctioned and caused a lot of issues. Where in the second movie you kind of carry that over with Bishop and Bishop's like, no, that couldn't happen to me. The whole time you kind of think though that he is going to be Burke's character where he's the one that's doing all this when in reality he's not he's actually one of the good guys and um he really tries to help out and I mean he he I mean he gets fucked up in the end like that queen just violates him in half and he I still know. protects Newt I was just gonna say, and he's still with his dying, yeah, milky breath. Oh, yeah, oh. I mean, think about it though. That that to me was great because how do you distinguish an artificial life form versus a human life form? Obviously, their DNA, their makeup, their blood would be different. So, like that milky yeah. substance that comes I out. I thought of them. it was absolutely disgusting. Like, I think that's probably the two things that grossed me out the most about alien and aliens was that yes yeah definitely um i mean this obviously had a bigger budget you see a lot more with the xeno the xenomorphs have definitely like hit their peak in this this version of the movie um you get a lot more screen time with them i mean you see the hive mentality behind them too that scene where they're coming at them and they can't figure out how they're getting in to where they're at. And they, they look up above and the, and all the aliens are coming forth. Like that truly, I think is the moment where we start really realizing 
these things are like fucking cockroaches. Like you give them a couple days, they will take over a whole fucking planet of like. I thought they're more like hive bees. Yes. Because they have the queen, obviously, but then um, how they have make the the nest mm -hmm. the honeycomb the they make their own stuff so yeah it kind of reminds it, me of that it's really interesting too that they try not to fully kill the person they bring them back to the to use them to bring in more that like mentality um, the acid blood is another thing that always gets me like that to me is just like iconic when you first see that image in the first one where they're following it all the way down trying to see where it stops but like the antsy does kind of get brought up in the second film where you see like the actual like when you see the alien and the little thing come out of its mouth uh -huh. and you see like oh you man see, that's creepy you see like almost like the 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 acid kind of come off the body and where it's like the drool and stuff where it's like the whole scene like you know immediately when you see that like fucking tuck and run like that thing is gonna fuck you up like and we're not talking about like a small like green alien like these ones in the background like these yeah. motherfuckers are have to be like eleven feet tall, yeah. Like like the queen, like the way that you see it when she's in the the loader and stuff and she's going against her, the queen has to be like what twenty feet tall. Easy. Like that thing, that thing is fucking massive. Imagine um, a giant one that sort of like the giant skeletons mm -hmm. that you could buy for your front lawn. Oh God. People are going to start having animatronic freaking xenomorphs and crap. And, oh, God. I think it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. I'll be yeah. honest. <laughs> as long as they stay over there. Yeah. <laughs> they have a for trick-or-treating. So, actually, I will have to link the video. But at one point in time, there was a huge revolving collection. And I think they had it in L.A. at one point in time. Um, where there were different props and stuff for movies and whoever had collected these they had a huge section of um alien stuff like the xenomorph um like the i don't know if they're the costumes or the actual like um animatronic that they used for it or whatever um but they had a ton so i think it was another it's a horror youtuber couple i'll link the video down below but if you see those things up fucking close, bitch, mm -hmm. even nope. with them being in mo, I could not. Nope. I could not. Um, I'll watch a video of it. <laughs> so, but I won't see it. Nope. Prior to this, so a couple facts. Prior to this film, um, my horror father, Lance Hendrickson, I absolutely love Lance Hendrickson. Like, Lance Hendrickson, you're a national treasure. I just want to say this. Um, he had privately basically kind of co almost committed to quitting acting before getting this role. And if this part didn't work out for him, obviously it turned into a fucking success. Lance Hendrick went on to do 
a ton of he consistently came back to the alien franchise with alien three and uh alien uh versus predator the first one also Pumpkinhead, um near dark which is one of my personal favorite movies um so lance anderson we love you um bill paxton obviously the wonderful bill paxton who is no longer with us i um, can't believe that i know i i mean it, it breaks my heart especially because um you uh you can't think of him without thinking so many of his iconic characters and I feel like a lot of my Mm. childhood was with him with this movie in particular and near dark near dark he has a wonderful character that's like this I don't give a fuck cowboy that has like a whole montage and every time I think of that scene I think of him and it makes me almost want to cry you think of Twister. I saw Twister on TV the other day mm. and I watched it and I'm like bawling my eyes out to Twister. But Pilt Paxton in this movie was fantastic. Now, the girl that plays Newt, he consistently apologized to her when they were off camera for cursing so much in front of her. And she mm. later goes on to say that she didn't mind because she didn't really know what any of the words meant at the time. i just thought that that was a little um thing uh i have a big thing with eyes i think that's why i i like stayed away from giallo for a bit um but lance hendrickson had to wear double pupil contact lenses especially in the scenes with the laboratory to look scarier so when we see those images where we think he's like up to trouble he is wearing double thick context lenses. So um, that is some shit, Lance Hendrickson. I mean, your yeah, eyes yeah. must have been burning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just fantastic. Um, James Cameron, obviously, he was the mind behind Aliens. Um, a lot of the people from Aliens later goes on to do Near Dark, which is a movie we will cover here in the near future um but um they i do not think they could have picked a better cast um a lot of these characters just work work so well together they mesh um so um i definitely want to come back and revisit aliens as a trilogy um as the first three and then alien resurrection alien versus predator um, I don't know about you, but Alien versus Predator came out when I was in high school. And as somebody who loved both Alien and Predator, that was like the showdown of showdowns for me. Like, I also grew up, obviously, with Freddy versus Jason. I was but about to, to say, it is that realm, but this was huge. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a huge deal. Yeah. Huge deal. Um, and I will kind of point this out, but in the other movies especially in alien versus predator and people give the second alien versus predator alien uh versus predator requiem a hard time but in the second one we kind of see what we were talking about which is um when these things get let loose like how long it takes to fucking destabilize something because these aliens overrun a whole fucking town in like 24 to 48 hours like they decimate this place and really truly makes you realize like how fucked 
we would have been had they touched down to earth without oh ripley. yeah oh yeah so like oh yeah ripley you got to feel bad for her because ripley was this character that she wanted to go home to her daughter wanted to do her job and because of everything ends up having to constantly be the person to pick up the torch for earth like she's constantly the one that no matter what is going on in her life no matter her her actual life her body everything she is constantly sacrificing to make sure that these things don't end up because she has watched so many people die and she is sick and tired of it we see it in this movie it continues on with alien 3 it goes on to alien resurrection and we see other amped up levels too of how this situation devolves with like them seeing the aliens as a property, seeing them as a weapon, like how that goes forth. Um, so I would highly encourage if you are looking for some good movies um, to deal with your snow apocalypse or watch on a good day dive into the alien series they are readily available all of them except for aliens is on hulu i know because i watched through all of them in preparation for this episode um but i would definitely recommend watching these um because they are fantastic and after the first alien you can see the effect that this has on the horror genre especially when it comes from sci-fi because I think a lot of people until this movie were afraid to touch the sci-fi genre, especially with horror. And after the uh, the first initial Alien movie, we get a lot of really good sci-fi horror, especially The Thing. I mean, The Thing comes out after this. And between Aliens and The Thing, I mean, boom, we get a whole segue of sci-fi horror. And it's something that I think we can see the effects of to today. I mean, there were a lot of movies that came out last year, like No One Will Save You, um, that dealt with aliens and sci-fi. And I don't know about you, but I am definitely a proponent of alien movies. I like a good alien movie, whether good or bad. Makes me terrified. Um, But I like the whole idea of let's, let's fuck around and see what we're thinking of when it comes to space. I don't know about you guys, but that just tickles my fancy. So the possibilities um, are endless. It they truly are. is. They it are. Is. And the possibilities with Alien are endless too. There is talk of another movie coming out. Um, they did have the uh, Ridley Scott movies that came out, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Um, that was supposed to be a trilogy. The third one. I don't know if we'll ever see that happen. That was kind of what happened before the Alien movies. Um, But there are supposed to be a return to form Alien movie. Talk of possibly an Alien series. Um, So, I mean, really, this is probably the time to bring back Alien. As we are starting to see that there is life beyond us. We're getting confirmation of that. I think it's timely to bring back the Alien movies, especially with the premise that they they serve um with good versus evil and not knowing who's good and who's bad so um but i love this movie and if you have never seen this and you watched it and you enjoyed but until then
It's me, Cassandra, and Zane, and Kylie, and Mary. And we're saying goodbye. Do you guys want to say any final thoughts about the Alien movies? Um, I want to know everyone real quick. Everyone's reaction when they figured out Ash was like a robot. <laughs> I felt betrayed. Yeah, I yeah. mean, at least, at least, uh, at least Bishop was honest about it, ma'am. Yeah. yeah. So I remember I mean, being was- young, and that blew me away. Like what? When you're giving hugs, make sure they're on the waist, not the face. Yeah. And listen, anybody, especially an alien, a queen alien, comes near my child, stay away from him. You fire. Bit. Yeah, fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And don't yeah. let anyone near you who has something on their face like an alien. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, no face on their if somebody is coming towards you with something on their face and they want you to come inside, do not let them in. If it's not has, rude. <laughs> yeah, if somebody has something that is in their chest wanting to come out, I understand wanting to help them, but please leave the premises and call for medical attention later. Make sure the that the premise <laughs> before you do that. Like, like please for everyone else so and even if it's though it's raining face huggers stay inside right like listen face huggers look like spiders spiders face huggers don't fuck with either one of them okay it I might don't know look... why you would let someone in with that on their face i it thought they looked like my mind. i thought it looked like a <laughs> spiders like with penis arms though that's what i kind of thought they looked like that's even worse. Did. What is that? <laughs> what is that coming at me? Listen, the only other thing I'm going to say is if the alien has gotten out of the body, no corners are safe. So flamethrowers, we learned works. So keep a flamethrower on stat, watch your corners, and blast those things back to space. That's all I'm going to say. Survival tips from your friends here at the Horrorcraft Podcast. And so, protect the cat. And protect the cat. Yeah, listen. Nobody fuck with the cat. Nope. So, until next time, though, it's uh, all of us here at the Poor Craft Podcast, and we're saying good.